say it's good, I say it's great, but it could be better. It always could always be better. You say it's good, but it could be better. It always could always be better. Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Podcast. This is Jessica Hawley and my co-host is Domingo Seco. And today we have a special guest. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? How are you guys doing? My name is uh, Jonathan Guzman. So he is joining us today for a very special episode. This is going to be a new addition to what we're doing with our podcast. We're going to start bringing on some special guests to give some new insight to different topics that we're going to be covering. So um, I'm mostly going to be stepping in the back scenes on this episode because this is not pertaining to a whole lot of what I do, but Devinder is really um, specialized in this area, and then Jonathan can really give us some good insight. So I'm going to let Devinder kind of head it off from here on out. Yeah, so today's podcast, as I was thinking how we structure it, so it's more of a legacy uh, aspect of the, of the podcast. What that means is we, we all, we, we want to promote that you do what you love to do, and initial struggles on when you step into any kind of uh, you, your passion on when you try to convert that passion to a business, what kind of struggles you go through. And But I, I, the reason I invited Jonathan is because uh, I know this guy from almost uh, two years now and very humble, very, very good at what he does. And I am I'm not physically or like we're not like we never hung out. I've always met him in the gym. And uh, I have been following his uh, uh, social media, Instagram page, and of his business. He is the owner of uh, Pulse 24 Hour Fitness, which is in Humble, Texas. And I have seen him. I want you him. to say it. Sorry to interrupt, but I want you to say it again. Say it slowly so that everybody knows what Jonathan works for. Are you saying it because of my accent? Or? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. <laughs> All right. So Jonathan started Pulse 24 Hour Fitness. So Pulse... Pulse 24 Pulse. Fitness. 24 yeah. hour fitness. Damn, this is a pronunciation. No, it's not a pronunciation thing, but when people are only listening to a podcast and not seeing any kind of visual, it's hard to understand. So people are like, pulp, pop, pop, oh, what I is guess. it? That's so I, I want Jonathan to be able to get the most business possible. If, if they like this business <laughs> owner, I want people to go to him. So Pulse, P-U-L-S-E, 24 hour fitness. But just or 24. Pulse 24, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> We're, all, we're, yep. we're messing it up and converting it to a whole other company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're trying to create a whole new company out of it. No, Pulse 24. Fitness. Fitness. There Pulse 24 Fitness. Fitness. There you go. Yes. And I've seen him take that business from ground zero to a completely different level as of today. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot to build a business, to build a team, to find the right people. So with that being said, Jonathan, I will uh, give the stage to you and... If you can just give us a little bit of your background and how you got into this business and how you're dealing with it today and what are your struggles and what, what you like and what you don't like. and Yeah, all right, absolutely. So uh, a little background on me. Um, you know, when I was younger, I was always kind of involved in the fitness. And as soon as I got the chance, you know, I turned 18 and I decided, you know what, I want to go to the military. I had a choice, you know, either go to college or the military. And funny story, like my mom actually... Um, went out of her way to fill out my college applications and turn those in for me. That's how bad she wanted me to go the college route rather than to the military. I was so stubborn. I was, you know what, I'm going to do the military. Regardless of what anyone thinks, I'm going. 
So I signed up, and shortly after that, I left. And then it was a complete culture shock for me. I joined the submarine force. I knew nothing about it. You know, my cousin told me a little bit about it, and he said, hey, you should do it. And then guess what I did? And so with that, it was just a huge change for me, you know, and I had to grow up really fast uh, because of the environment that I was in. So I was kind of a knucklehead growing up, and those things, thankfully, you know, would allow me to straighten myself out and help form the man I am today. Uh, and I knew once I got out, um, for one, the lifestyle was different for me, and I knew that long-term probably wasn't the best answer for me. And so I did five years on active duty for the submarine force, and I wanted to go out and pursue a mechanical engineering degree. Uh, so meanwhile doing that, I received, I got two interns for uh, General Electric, and it gave me a taste of like the workforce of oil and gas, and the corporate I, world. The corporate world, <laughs> yeah. This and, sucked the blood out of you. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I had fun. I enjoyed it, and at the same time, I just couldn't see myself doing that long term either, right? And so I was like, man, what is it? Like I wasn't, it wasn't in my heart, right? So every time I'd go to work. I'd get my job done. I'd like to, I like to do things well. And, you know, I did my best. Um, and then at the end of the day, it's just something kept, you know, I wasn't complete, right? So then I thought, like, what is it? What, what's out there for me? Is it because I missed the military? I missed that camaraderie? Or was it something else, right? And then ultimately, it all led me to the gym, right? And that's kind of where, you know, if you notice that most people that go to the gym, it's usually a therapy for them, right? And that's what it was for me. And I figured, man, what can I do that I really, really enjoy and, and have success, you know? And, and I thought, okay, this gym thing, you know, can I make a business out of it? And I thought to myself, man, like, what can I do? I was at a crossroad, right? I had a chance, you know. Um, I, was, I had a, a good job lined up afterwards. You know, a lot of people were telling me, like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Like, do this. It makes a lot more money, Right. It's like you could be making X amount of money instead of, you know, personal training, right? And to me, it was like, well, if I chase this money, I'm going to leave out that happiness. And I know it. And I felt it. I felt, you know, the early signs of it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in. I'm going to stop doing the engineering. And I'm going to go and pursue what I really want to do. And that was training at first. And so I did it. I, I jumped in the deep end and, and I went for it. And... That was kind of the hard part because, again, nobody really understood. Nobody really agreed with my decision. You know, a lot of people thought, like, man, this guy's an idiot. He gave up. You know, I turned down a job with, with an internship with NASA, and then I turned down a, a potential job with General Electric after, after my studies. And um, Because that's, that's a norm, right? That's a norm. Yeah. You just work for a big company. and Yeah. Because you're working for a big company, everybody assumes you're okay and you're, right. you're making a lot of, shit, a lot of money and mm -hmm. it just, it, it, that's not the happy world. No, and it, and it wasn't, you know? And so I went through a lot of initial struggle. It was a transition period where I had to go through, you know, not making anything, uh, trying to make something out of it and, you know, making a, the personal training a business, right? In the beginning, that was not my strong suit. You know, I knew how to motivate people. I knew how to coach them, and I knew how to train them to get their results, um, but it was a struggle, you know, in the beginning, I had a, a huge learning curve that I had to go through, and, you know, when I was at the first gym, I learned everything I could, that, you know, the first thing I did was try to sponge up 
every bit of information that I could get my hands on. You know, and I watched people. I watched their mistakes. I watched the good things they did. I looked at the interactions they had with their clients, and I liked it. You know, I actually enjoyed that part of it, where I can affect someone's life in a positive way that would last long. You know, and I felt at the end of the day, it was more rewarding than what I was doing before. And that's why, you know, I wanted to switch. And I'm glad I did. I haven't looked back since then. And with each step of the way, I just tried to keep going, keep learning. And as opportunities presented themselves, I wanted to kind of capitalize on that. You know, so the second place that I went to um, was more of like a startup company. And it gave me good, you know, good intel, good insight for what I ultimately wanted to do. In the back of my head, I always kind of had it to where I was like, I, I want to eventually have my own gym and eventually with that, build something even greater, right? Because then we're, we're building a community within that gym and then the possibilities are endless after that. And so with all that, I just thought like, I know if I just keep working, put my head down, focus, focus on the positive, leave out the negative, that I could get there. Um, so as soon as I got that opportunity, I, I jumped on it and, you know, that created Pulse 24 Fitness and, you know, I haven't looked back since. So, so your military, going to military decision was, sounds like influenced by the friends or cousin that talked to you about it and they made it look like, yeah, that's, that's a route. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fun and that's, you take a lot of pride in it. Mm -hmm. So that's what you chose. But at the, and then... Once you came out of it, you weren't sure what you want to do. You tried your mechanical stuff, engineering stuff. Didn't work out, but once you started training, and I think that's when I met you, uh, you, you were working as a, as a personal trainer, and then you ran into uh, or got collaborated with this new business. Mm -hmm. And I remember the having a conversation with you about, hey, you know, my... My hobby is uh, is fitness as well. It's not my my. I won't say it, it's my passion. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not. I I love what I do as professionally, but this is my hobby, and I love and I respect and I. Those are the people. My inspiration that, as you said, when you go to the gym, that's your therapy. Mm -hmm. So those are the people that inspire me because that is something challenging. You look forward to. You feel accomplished. That gets you out of your the hunch that you got out of your stressful day. And uh, when I, I remember having conversation with you, hey, I love to start the gym and me and you were talking and then I got busy with my own job and we never followed up with it. And one day I remember opening up uh, my Instagram and I saw you promoting a gym. I'm like, damn, like, you know, that, that actually made me feel very happy and very good at the same time. That made my heart beat go up a little bit like, damn, like. That is something I wanted to do, but this guy did it, mm -hmm. right? So that's kudos to you. And in seven months, what I have seen on the social media and how you have grown and how much work you have put in, like I, I can tell that it is probably exhausting. It is probably a lot of work and it is probably trying to put you down to put you in a place where like, hey, it's never going to end. It's always going to be like that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the same way or like... Do you see that, hey, my, my satisfaction is there, so that always pulls me out. So what keeps you motivated? So with me, you know, I understand that there was going to be that initial struggle. I knew that. I, I wasn't sure how long, right? And every day it's still a challenge. Uh, but I could always see that little bit of light. 
right? And I knew that despite, you know, having these bad days, I knew the next day was was a new day. And so, again, this was something that I had to kind of just stay true to myself, you know? I knew that I was going to struggle. I know that it wasn't going to be easy. I know that I had a lot of doubters. I know that, you know, not everyone supported my decision because it was a big risk. You know, I took a huge risk doing it, and I understood that it was going to it was going to be a while before I got to in a position where I can kind of look back and be like, you know what, it wasn't so bad. Uh, but right now, it, it's still a challenge. You know, every day it's a challenge, and I'm, I'm always trying to find different ways that, you know, that would help us as a business. You know, my first, when I wake up, that's the first thing I'm thinking about. When I go to sleep, it's still in my mind. So juggling that with you know with life with kids with the relationship you know everything has been a a big challenge but at the end of the day when i go to bed i know that i made the right choice and i know that it was worth it yeah well that's good man it's i think there is an impression out there that starting a business and running it and i want to have all the flashy life you know how social media actually that the reality is not there Mm -hmm. so i think jessica is going through the same phase she just just set up her business and now she's about to start it. So yeah. how? So the company that I'm putting on or producing is called Thrive Speech Therapy, and we provide in-home speech and language therapy. And I'm in the very initial beginning stages of it. So literally, what I've been doing is just promoting on Facebook, Instagram. Um, today alone, I spent like around four hours. I think um, getting on Google, creating ads, making sure that my business was recognizable um, when people search speech therapy in the Cyprus area. I mean, it's a lot of behind the scenes work. When you initially think of like, oh, I want to own a company, you just think like, I'll buy a building and I'll start it. And you don't think of all of the things to simply just get people to come. Like, you can buy a company and open the doors, but if people are not buying your product, if they're not purchasing from you, if they're not invested in what you're doing, then you're you're not going to last for very long. And that's the harsh reality of it. And it's cool to, to see success stories and see the other side, but I think it's also important to preach every side of everyone's stories and say, it's a hard work and it's not really enjoyable. <laughs> that enjoyable and that cool to see until you're on the other side of it. But this isn't what makes it fun and what makes it worth all of it is to the little successes and the tick marks that go along. And I think that's where you're at. Like you're not, you're not the number one company in the nation. You're not the number one company in the world, the number one gym in the world, but where you've at and where you've grown for the last seven months, nine months, I think you can attest to that. Like you've come a long way and that's not because you just bought a gym. It's because you've put in a lot of hard work. And I think that's what's important for people to see. Like, it doesn't just take money. It takes hard work to produce any kind of company. Yeah, and uh, when, you, when you set up a business, it takes a lot more than just showing up, mm-hmm. right? So you got to hire the right people. You got to put them in the right place. And you got you to keep them motivated on a day-to-day basis. And on how, when everybody's looking up to you to make a living. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. And you are in a position where you cannot mess up. Yeah. Right. I think, Jonathan, I'd like you to share now about the story about um, a gentleman that you work with 
that is currently working for you that left his job and the pressure that put on. Because I think that's kind of where Devender is leading. Of, it's one thing when it's just your company, but then it's another when you have employees under you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it kind of caught me by surprise, to be honest, you know. Uh, I was working out with a friend, and it turned into more of a business conversation. You know, we got into a little bit of the numbers, and then, you know, I can tell that it kind of sparked an interest in him. And then the more and more he kept talking about it, it was like, well, hold on, does this guy want to work here? Right? And then once we got into that conversation, he told me that he would quit his job and come work over here. And to me, it was like, wow, like... You know, it was it was shocking to me, but then it was a, a true testament to what I'm doing, you know, and I felt, I mean, I felt just very humbled by that because somebody is willing to quit their job, go all in and, and risk everything, knowing that it wasn't for sure and knowing that, you know, of course it wasn't secure, but that, that we were going to grind and, and struggle together. And so that night, you know, I, I couldn't even sleep, to be honest, because I was so motivated and I was so pumped by that, that. I wanted to work even harder, you know, and I went to I went to work the next day with just a whole different mindset that, you know, there's people that believe in me and there's there's people that are willing to to see they see this vision. And I, I'm very humbled by that because, again, you know, he had to go home, convince the wife. Um, and there's actually two of them now. There's one guy, the same story and another one in that process right now. He's in the process of actually moving getting a new house, a new location next to the gym so he can come work and be closer to us. So I was like, wow. That's <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. I, I want to share <laughs> when I was a personal trainer. I, I don't think it's a good reflection or a good example, so please do not follow this. But I was doing it because I wanted to make extra money, not because I had a purpose behind it, right? You're doing it because it's your passion and there's a purpose behind it. And I can see that the team that you have are doing the same thing. But I, I worked as a personal part-time trainer at 24 Hour Fitness for mm-hmm. a year and a half. And then I worked at a, as a part-time trainer at a, at a local gym in the neighborhood gym. <laughs> but my approach always was, I always went to the skinny girls. <laughs> I always went to the skinny, girl, skinny girls. I'm like, hey, you know, like, you look great, but I think you need to work on this tricep here a little bit. And, you know, like they're very self-conscious about themselves and I was able to make a sale right away. So I was a part-time trainer working only four hours, three to four hours a day. And I was selling about seven to $8,000 worth of revenue for 24 Hour Fitness. And their top seller was at 22. And he was like, damn, I'm here for like 14 hours a day. <laughs> like you, how are you doing this? So I just like, man, I have like for first three months, I tried, I tried and I tried. And then one day I just like talked to this girl and I was like, you know, she did. She had a little bit of more like need to do a little more work on the tricep side. I want to make sure I'm politically correct because people are very sensitive these days. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so there was, she needed a little bit of work on the tricep. So I was like, hey, you know, it would really help if, if you do this exercise. It will help you get a more tone on the tricep. Everything else looks great, but you need to work on this. She's yeah. like, oh, wow, like nobody ever like told me that. Everybody told me that it looked great. I was like, I'm not saying you don't. Man, 15 minutes later, she gave me a thousand bucks. She's like, will you train me? I was like, okay, maybe I have a formula. So, But again, as I said, it's not a good example because my purpose was to make extra money. So it was not, I didn't have the per- any other like a, like a passion or a, a really good purpose behind it. It was 
just money, and I made a good chunk of it. And for, then you're the example of burnout because are you personal training right now? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, exactly. As I said, that was and, my and, side game. And that's the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Do something you have passion behind because mm-hmm. he's no longer a personal trainer. Maybe this will be the portion we one time make exception yeah, right, of editing right, out. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, I just want to ask you, when you wake up in the morning, like when you open your eyes, what's the first thing that you think about other than like, it's horribly oral. Early in the morning. I don't cuss on the podcast, so, you know, I'm, I'm making a modification. Right. But it's so I want to know, like, what excites you? What gets you up in the morning? What's that one thing that you have in your mind that's pushing you every day? Like, this is what I want my business or my relationship or my family to be like. Usually when I wake up, I'm thinking, you know, all right, today's a new day. Um, what can I do that'll help what we're doing? Right? And I look at everything. I, I go online, I check the emails, I check the, you know, notifications from the online, the social media stuff, and I try to get right to it. You know, if I'm making some phone calls, I'm connecting with people, sometimes just saying hello, and then speaking with people that you haven't spoke with, just keeping that connection. Um, I do my best not to burn any bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, I feel like we'll need each other, and especially now more than ever, you know, where I've needed a lot of people's support, and I've been very thankful for that. Uh, you know, my girlfriend helps me run this business and I'm super thankful for that as well. And so right away, you know, we're like a double headed dragon that we can conquer and, and, you know, carry out a lot of these tasks. Um, I'm thinking about the team all day because I understand that they're what's going to make this successful. You know, I knew right. I knew from the beginning I could never do this alone. Never. You know, this was not, this was never a me thing where I could, you know, Hey, I'm, I want to be the best at this. I want to do this all by myself. I didn't, I didn't want that, you know? I wanted to find the best people fit for what I was trying to do. And I wanted to also show them, not so much convince them, but show them that this is something that they could be successful at in, in, in hopes that one day they can go out, do what I do, or did, do what I did, and, and repeat that process, you know? And to where it's just, again, leaving that legacy. Yeah, I think, I think. it's it got a lot to do with, with, with what, what I do, and I, I emphasize in every single meeting that I conduct with my staff and the people I work with is, I emphasize on the why, right? If there is something need to be done, instead of hey, promoting what needs to be done, I promote why it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And it actually impacts them more. And uh, my only recommendation to whoever is listening and to you as well, Jonathan, is being in the business for, for, for almost eight years now, not my own business, but being in the corporate, being responsible for a full P&L as a business and uh, carrying a group of good people. I have managed um, uh, union shops and non-union shops. And trust me, it's, as you said, it's a, it's a pain in your butt to get work done. Doing work is very easy, but getting crawling a group of people and driving them to one um, uh, common goal, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very challenging. And you have, you got to be the hardest worker out of everybody and want to put yourself in a position that if you don't know how to do it, let me step in your role or let me step in your shoes and let me show you how to get it done, right? So I, I heard this, uh, this is not mine, I, I heard this which helped me convey the message. And this guy was, I forgot his name, he was giving the speech, he was like, have you guys ever considered thought of why Apple is able to sell 
more cell phones than Samsung or anybody else. It's not because they're Apple. It's because they're selling the why, right? When Samsung promote their phone, they will say, this is what it can do, right? When Apple do their keynotes, I don't know if anybody ever noticed. I didn't notice until I heard the speech. They promote it in a way, we are doing this because it will serve you this. So they're promoting that why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So people are bought all into it, right? And Apple is a company that almost went bankrupt a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And today it's one of the trillion, uh, was a trillion dollar. Now the stock came down, not a trillion dollar company anymore. Um, but it was the first trillion dollar company. Um, so it, 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 when you emphasize on the why and there's a reasoning, I think that changed the energy level. And then the reason I made all this statement is, is because why you're getting up in the morning. There are a bunch and bunch and bunch of us. And trust me, there are days on like that where we drag ourselves out of the bed because we don't want to go to the office and we don't want to do work and I don't want to do this. So it's, I think you got to have that vision on where you see yourself two years or five years from now. And now that's a, like a touche question that you, when you go for any kind of interview for a job, that's what they ask you. Or where do you want to be five years from now? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's, that became a standard question, but it started as probably like they want to know how driven that person is. And that's, I think, what you, you're in a position where you have to drive that with your team. You got to be the most energetic person in the room because everybody's looking up to you. Everybody's feeding off of your energy. So if you're not pumped up about it, none of your team members are going to be pumped up about it. Yeah. And you know, when I, when I wake up, I, I just, I have that feeling where I'm not finished. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. finished. There's still a lot to be done and I can never let my foot off that gas. Yeah. And I think that's kind of similar to a fitness journey. Like everybody, anybody that's gone through losing weight or preparing for a competition or attaining any fitness goal that they have, like you don't just meet that goal and then say, okay, I'm done. And then never step in the gym again. Like we always quote unquote, like it's so cliche, but say it's, it's a journey. It's a journey until the day that you die. And it really is. And if you go into a business with that same mindset and say there's not an end goal, it's not like I'm going to make X amount of money and then I'm going to be done and I'm going to stop pushing and I'm going to stop striving because the day you do that, then your company falls off. And it's a, a good implication to put it on both. Um, I had a question, but now I started talking and I can't think of it now. <laughs> Man, I hate that. All right. So, I, I wanted to, and so now I think we've talked enough about the business aspect. Mm-hmm. Man, we, I'm going to be very honest with you. What I have seen, what you were doing and uh, when we met and where you were almost a year ago and where you're heading, I am very, very happy for you. And I, we you. wish you nothing but, but all the best. Anything we can do to help, please let us know and we'll be more than happy to do so. Um, I want to segue from the business aspect to a lot of people have started their new, new year goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm very confident that there is, there's, it's every gym out there is crowded right now because everybody want to, they came off that, that heavy eating from the Christmas and lose all that weight. Yeah. So what, what, what kind of piece of advice that you can give to all those people to stay motivated and a little bit of tips on how to keep progressing on their, on their weight loss goal. Yeah, so one of the things that, that you hear the word, you know, diet, right? And it's, 
diet this, there's the keto diet, there's this diet, X diet, Y diet, all these diets, right? And it seems like confusing now. You know, there's a lot of information out there. You can go to YouTube and find anything, right? Um, but one of the things we try to promote at our gym is, is the lifestyle change, you know, building these healthy habits to where that diet's going to end. And when it ends, what happens? They usually go back to doing whatever they were doing before. Yep, mm -hmm. you're right. Right? Mm -hmm. But once you're that right. lifestyle changes, now it's a normal thing. Like, it's, why are you eating healthy? It's not because you're on a diet. That's just the way you eat. Mm -hmm. All right? So we're trying to get people to change that whole mindset where it's not like you start this and, and then stop and then you do something else. And, oh, I've tried to, you know, wear this wrap and, you know, all these crazy things that are going around. Just overall health and wellness, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think, to your point, it's, it's very true. <laughs> because once it becomes your lifestyle, it's very, very hard for you to walk away from it. And I know a couple of people, good friend of mine, and people that I know in my life that I have met in the past, a long time ago, and promoted the same thing. And I was pushed back as like, you don't understand because you're a gym rat. And then they got to a point where their doctor told them, hey, you are going to die yeah. if you don't stop eating this crap. Mm -hmm. And those people, well, when they see me now, is like, yeah, you were right. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So I think it, everybody need that punch in the face they do right so sometimes you need that punch in the face so my always recommendation to everybody is what are you doing to yourself on day-to-day -day basis to get better because if you don't have yourself you don't have your kids mm -hmm. you don't have your wealth you don't have your anything that you're working your butt off on day-to-day -day basis you don't have any of that if you don't have your health what are you doing about your health right mm -hmm. and then as i said People, a lot of them don't get it until they get a punch in the face. Right. So, it, it, to your point, it, it only becomes a lifestyle when they have the reasoning behind it. I don't think you can implant that reasoning. But uh, maybe you have a different experience. But I am unable to mm -hmm. implant that reasoning in that person. They probably do it for a month, month and a half, then they walk away from it. Because it's not their reasoning. It's my reasoning that I imposed on them. Right. So the key difference is, and I, we've talked in previous podcasts about this, um, about building habits and how to build good habits and break bad habits and different things like that. But people always go on, like you said, the keto diet or any kind of crazy diet, do a wrap or um, do intermittent fasting or any of that. I mean, if there's a diet out there, most of us have either tried it or researched it or something. The bottom line to all of that is, and many dietitians and many nutritionists will say, pick something and stick to it. Mm -hmm. And if you think to the root of that, what does that mean? That means build a habit around what you're doing. If you have a habit of coming home at 5 o'clock after work and grabbing a bag of chips and sitting on the couch, break that habit. Come home at 5 o'clock and put on your running shoes instead and take your dog for a walk. Go to the park. Go to the gym, you know, create that habit where it breaks it. What happened for me in August, whenever I switched and changed was I packed all of my workout clothes in my bag to go to work. As soon as I left work, I drank a protein shake on my way to the gym, had my workout clothes ready to go and started and I cycled every day, then did weightlifting. And Eventually, it sucked at first. I'm not going to lie. Like, that sucked. Yeah, it does at first. Because you're tired and you're exhausted and you're like, I just worked a long day. I'd rather just go home and lay down. 
But then eventually your body starts to crave that. So I leave work at 4 o'clock. Right around 3, 3.30, my body's starting to crave that workout, crave that activity. Once you build that habit, it's no longer a decision, but an innate act that you're going to do. You no longer have to decide, am I going to the gym today? It's just your body's going to do it out of habit. And that's so much easier than trying to say, I'm, I'm going to be keto for 28 days. No, just say, I'm going to eat healthy for myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that's so much easier on your mind than setting a time frame of this is how long I'm doing X, Y, and Z. So. Yeah, so it, I, I think it, once it becomes your lifestyle and you come from 250 pounds to 190 pounds and you look in a certain way and you get like perceived in a certain way and going back is very hard. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. There, there, there are things happen in your life that take you back there. But as they say, you can change any of the process. doesn't matter if it's work-related or your house-related. Sustaining period is the hardest period, mm-hmm. right? Like when you prepare for competitions, right? So your diet level, the, the strictness, the routines are at a completely different level because you're envisioning yourself to be looking in a certain way in a certain time frame, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it helps when you have a goal and when you commit to it and when you announce it. So now you're getting held accountable by the people that you announce to. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to do that. So now you have a time frame, you got a goal, and you have to find a path to get there. I think we got too comfortable by keep saying, oh, I don't have to. While everything is okay, or while I am married, or while I'm in a relationship now, so I don't have to. So it, I think it's changing the lifestyle. You gotta have a, a reasoning. Gotta be you, right? You wanna be the better version of yourself. Right. Damn, that's like a stolen from Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So you gotta be better version of yourself, and unless it's your own reasoning, unless you, holy crap, I'm gonna die if I don't do this right. And, or like my girlfriend gonna leave me if I don't do it right, or this gonna happen if I don't do it right, right? So it's yeah. it's like unless it's your own reasoning, I think I don't I don't think people get that that the system is set up in a way that they want us to be dumb, fat, and happy, right? Mm-hmm. That's how the medi medication industry works. Oh yeah, right. It's nothing topic. but salt. Yeah, right. it's nothing but salt. Yeah. They're putting in the salt in your body. To make you feel good for like uh, mm-hmm. well, probably uh, a day or two. And that's like a whole totally derailed topic <laughs> in <laughs> itself. But yeah, I mean, bottom line, it, it goes back to, I can't remember what episode it is, but it's like four. I think episode four is it talks about habits. And it's all about building those good habits, replacing bad habits with good. And it's not easy. It's surrounding yourself with people that are doing the same that have the same goals and that are always that are not always inviting you out to bars and restaurants and all kinds of things and fueling your bad habits. So, um, before we wrap up, did you have any other questions? Yeah, so I'm going to ask you that just, just for two or three minutes. If I'm a 250 pounds person and I want to lose 50 pounds in let's say next 12 or 14 months, I come to you, what is your advice as, hey, okay, so these are the changes I want you to make in your life and stick to them. Yeah, usually, you know, I try to get a, a good feel for the person, right? Because everybody's different. So there's no, you know, this works for every single person that walks through that door. So the first thing we usually do is just kind of 
figure them out, you know, see yeah. what ticks for them. You know, when I was in the military, we, we get a lot of different people from all over the country. And again, whatever motivation is, everybody works differently, basically. So everyone ticks in a different way. And so first thing I do is to try to figure out, okay, why? Why do they want to change? Why now? Right? Why did they come in? Yeah. You know, what brought them here? Right? Was it me? Did I reach out to them? Right? Or, what, or did they reach out to me? Right? Because those are two different things. And so the first thing I do is try to get a good understanding of where they're coming from. Right? What led them to this? Yeah. Right? Is this, when were you in the best shape of your life? Right? And why? You know, what were you doing? What would prevent you from getting better? Yeah. Right? Do you have the support that you need? You know, are you budgeting for this? Are, are you prioritizing your health? Right. Ultimately, I think um, a lot of us think that our health can kind of take the back seat. Right. And that's kind of what was what I was getting into lately, where the business took the front seat and my health took the back seat. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, I got into this because of my health. Right. My health and my passion for this industry, for fitness led me into this business. That's right. So why would I put it in the back seat when that when that's what got me here in the first place? Yeah. So a lot of people, it's the same thing. You know, their work, they're putting their work first or, or you know, whatever the case may be. They're putting all these other things ahead of themselves, mm -hmm. right? When it comes down to, it's, it's a little bit of self-respect, right? We're all human. We all have a body. It's our job to maintain it. Correct. And, and we should want to be, like you said, the best version. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So the advice for that person is, is usually, again, we want to maintain... And, and get that long-term success. You know, for someone like that, dropping that X amount of pounds, that they want to lose 50 pounds, right? I kind of look at it like, okay, well, for one, how are we breaking this down? How many pounds do you need to lose in one? Yeah. Right? Let's get a real plan. People walk in the door and they tell me, I want to get fit. Well, what's fit? What's yeah. fit to you? You yeah. know, everyone has their different definition, right? For me, I want to be able to play basketball with my son. I want to be able to go down the same slide as my daughter, like, those things are what I consider fit and healthy. I don't want to be that dad that sits on the bench at the park. Yeah. And on With the phone. Cheetos in the hand. Yeah. And, and, and doing beer. whatever. And not paying attention. <laughs> I want to be on there having just as much fun as they are. Yeah. And to me, that's right. my definition of fit. Yes. You know? So, everyone has their own definition. We find out what works for them. And we try to make it as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, it is... Um, so, how would you rate what percent is a diet and what percent is the effort in the gym? You know, I hear that a lot, and, and I think, I truly believe that the eating is the hardest part, yeah. right? I mean, we're surrounded by all these bad decisions every day, right? You know, your friends go out to dinner, there's birthday parties, there's family gatherings, there's all these things, right? And then now, how I avoid most of that is, again, just kind of having that discipline, yeah. self-discipline. Yeah. But I, I think it's... You know, I would say 80-20, honestly. Yeah, I have the same number. 80% diet, 20% yeah, gym. And, and, and going to the gym and working out are completely two different things. Yes. I hear people, like, they come talk to me and they're like, man, I've been going to the gym for two years. I'm like, man, you can come in and park your car and enter the gym and come <laughs> out. You're going to look the same for 10 years. Yep. It's not about coming to the gym. It's not. It's about coming to the gym, putting in the work, and understanding the science behind how it works. Yeah. If you don't know it, ask questions. So that's why it is a wise, wise decision to have a personal trainer. We go out, right? 
So I, when I was a trainer, right? So I was talking to this bride, bride to be. She's like, um, yeah, I would like to lose weight and all that. And I presented a package, and she's like, oh yeah, that's too much money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how much are you spending on your I, dress? I had the same thing happen. Right? So how much are you spending on your dress? She's like, thirty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm asking you five hundred dollars for the whole month to train you, right? Three times a week. That's gonna help you lose about twenty twenty five pounds. You think that the $3,500 dress is more worth because people are going to see it, mm-hmm. right? One time. So it, it's like people, I, I think we have our like priorities and our understandings and our, uh, what is important and what is not important. It's completely driven by a lot of that is probably by social media these days. A bunch of that is probably by the system that is set up around us. Mm-hmm. How, how much, like I'm in Houston, I'm in San Diego. I'm, I'm not, bro, I'm not lying to you. I went to 24-hour fitness, and this is crazy. There was not even one parking spot open at 7.30 p.m. in that parking lot. 7.30 p.m. That is not the only gym I went to. I went to, then I tried a different 24-hour fitness. Then I went to different 24-hour fitness. It was the same case. This is how those cities are promoting the healthy lifestyle, right? In San Diego, you've been there, yeah, right? It's, it's so it's a whole lot different. Than it's here. a whole different level. And you, I, I come to Houston, and you can't freaking find the the bike trails. And I, yeah, like that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole nother topic on diet and nutrition and accessibility to bike trails, walking trails. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm mostly vegetarian, and that's the biggest thing we've talked about since coming back to Texas. Is like. You can't find a quality vegetarian meal in Texas. Sorry. I mean, we're derailing, but yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. to, to, to your point, I think that you got to have a good supporting system around you as well right. because yeah. you're trying to keep up. Your with, environment has to be set up for success. If you're right. setting yourself up with Absolutely. cookies and ice cream and chips, you're going to live a life of no change. And you're going to be sitting there wondering why, but. And you get judged. Mm-hmm. right oh absolutely it's yeah. like it took because a- you go 10 people and you are the only one that is actually eating the dog food which is called chicken or rice like and everybody like oh you're not gonna have fries oh no man i'm not interested it's not like i don't like them i love them but that's not what i prefer right you can eat all you want i have no judgment against you but you get those eyes like okay or nine of us are eating why you're not eating mm-hmm. right what are you special than more more special than we are so it's like, I, I think to your point, I think it's a lifestyle when you have a lifestyle, I have a lifestyle. I don't have like, oh yeah, I want to look in a certain, I just want to be healthy. I just want to be the best version of myself. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I, I want to be better than that guy. Or I'm going to, I'm going to look in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Because that helps me. It gives me confidence. It helps me carry a good attitude, a positive attitude at my work. Right, so it helps me drive myself to achieve more things that are way beyond my comfort level because I do the small of those things at gym. Mm-hmm. Right, when I can't lift this much, let's not talk about squats. You know how that goes with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, no matter how much I lift, <laughs> these sticks do not grow. <laughs> but <laughs> and I think that's a big part that people don't understand: the discipline that you have in the gym relates to life, like. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a cycle class that I've told myself mentally, I want to walk out, but then I, in the same hand, told myself, 
in life, whenever something's giving you hard a hard hand, are you going to just walk out? Right. When your b- business is failing, are you just going to turn around and walk out? I've told myself that so many times in a cycle class, and that sounds crazy to people that don't get it. Mm-hmm. But the discipline you have there translates to everything else in your life, and it's a cool transition when you start realizing that, and you start seeing a change in the gym, and you start seeing a change in your relationships, in your workplace, in your personal life and happiness it's really cool people don't understand the addiction to it until they're in it it's easy to judge the outside and say oh you're just doing it for instagram or you're just doing it to have a social media presence or anything like that it's like no i don't i don't i don't know really you don't post that much anymore even about fitness defender because i look fat right now (laughs) i will as soon as my uh uh, number five and six are out trust me those pictures will be there no i'm not there yet (laughs) but what i'm saying is like it's so much more than that and it's people don't get it until you're in it and so no it it takes a lot i'm gonna be honest with you I, I, i there are times in my life where like I had no motivation, right? So I, I just got back into it. It's been two weeks. I've been very consistent. And uh, we, I got distracted and I was like, I got comfortable. And I, pu- I had to pull myself out of it. And I looked up to you. There's a friend of mine in India. He sent me his picture. Hey, man, I looked at your picture and I have lost like 35 pounds. Here is my before and after. And I showed it to her. And I was like, damn, like there's some people like they, they are actually impacted by what you do. It all, it all goes back to what Jonathan was saying about the employees applying to the job and quitting their job to come work in the gym. I mean, it's a cool thing. So, so business, yeah. health, I, I think any good thing out there doesn't come in easy. So. No. Right. And, it, and it comes with failures and successes, and it's all a roller coaster. Nothing is just, unless you're born with into a millionaire, trillionaire, trillionaire family, mm-hmm. nothing's ever going to come easy. Is there a trillionaire and, family? Probably. Is there? I think uh, maybe Probably like Amazon. Kardashians or... No, there's only two trillion, trillion dollar companies, Amazon and Amazon. Apple. I don't think there's so any if, trillion. I'm saying if you're a baby to those family, then it's probably going to be pretty easy for you to start a company. But the rest of us... But you know how all they end up. We <laughs> That's all what I'm that. saying. <laughs> you're cutting me off there, huh? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. My reception is not there today. <laughs> yeah, <I guess>. hello. <laughs> um, I think that it's so so much more cooler and so much more worth it whenever you have that one person sign up at your gym or do anything else, buy a shirt, do anything in the company that you're promoting. You're just like that much more grateful for. So really thank you so much for coming, Jonathan. He had quite a drive tonight. So yeah, we we really appreciate it, (laughs) man. And uh, we wish you, yeah, we wish you um, all the very best and, uh, it's not going to be easy. Trust me. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this based on my experience where I have, been situation where I probably quit my job three times. I thought about it, about quitting it. It will give me nightmares. I couldn't sleep at night because I have so much stress and so much. The position you're probably in right now, I lived that life in 2011 and 12. But the only reason I did not give up on it because I always made time to vent out my stress at gym for an hour. That helped me balance myself. Mm-hmm. I still couldn't sleep at night because I was stressed about it. Uh, but I hung in there and that made my career. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, my only advice to anybody I talk to when somebody asks for, uh, hey, how you got here? What do you do? What do I should do? Blah, blah, blah. Look, man, you, you got to find 
the one thing that you like to do or you take pride in or it actually makes you feel good mm-hmm. and you have a purpose behind it and just go after it. And you're the perfect example on, uh, of not knowing what you want to do, but eventually you found it and you're in an initial phase of setting it up and you creating that legacy. So we're, we're very happy for you and wish you all the very best. And hopefully you. coming into 2020, there is, a, there is probably four more uh, Pulse24 Fitness Summer. That would be nice. Yeah, Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll be back next week with two more uh, special guests. Yeah, I want to talk about immigration. We're going to talk about immigration <laughs> and Trump building the wall and all kinds of controversial stuff. All the juicy stuff. stuff. So all the juicy stuff. Should be a pretty big hit. Um, but uh, yeah, join us next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.